Eurovision. Welcome to Eurovision, a podcast with a unique Irish perspective on the Eurovision Song Contest. 12 points. Ireland. Oh, Welcome back to the Airvision Podcast. It is another episode and a jam-packed episode coming for you today. So much to discuss from hosts to different countries, entries revealed. It's crazy. But first, Louise, how are you doing? Welcome back again. Hi, Connor. I'm grand. Thanks. I got glasses this week. <laughs> yeah, specky. Everything's in HD. <laughs> I can see you. You're very beautiful. Thank you. I didn't, you too. I, I, I knew it before, but I can really see you now. Uh, you're just saying that or else I'll kick you out of the house. That's the <laughs> issue. <laughs> Listeners, I know you can only hear his voice, but Connor is a beautiful oh, man. Thank Let you. Let me tell you. Appreciate tell you. it. Straight back oh, I feel like you. I can think clearer now. I'm like looking around. I'm like, whoa, I, I can, can see clearly now. The rain is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Euro song 2024. Here I come. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. I'll be supporting you, Connor. Uh, yeah, it's been a busy, busy week, and yeah. of course in the world of Eurovision as well, and we've had a few songs join mm-hmm. the 2023 family, I suppose yeah. you could say, and hosts. As I know. Big it's announcement. Big announcement, so we'll yeah. go straight into that, I guess, but it, it's crazy to have hosts now, because, you know, the picture of 2023, it's mm. becoming quite clear, but we've got four hosts for 2023. We've got, of course, Mr. Eurovision himself, Graham Norton. We have Emmy award-winning actress Hannah Waddingham. We also have TV presenter Alicia Dixon and uh, frontwoman of the Hard Kiss alternative band Yulia Sinina. Those are our four main hosts. Interesting though, Graham Norton will only be hosting on the Saturday night, which of course is the grand final. The three others will be presenting the semi-finals. Um, also as well, Timur, the Ukrainian commentator for, for Eurovision, will be the Eurovision correspondent in Liverpool, peering in video inserts during the live shows, uh, giving us an insight in terms of the Ukrainian commentary box. And yeah, he will also be opening uh, the, the the week of Eurovision in the opening ceremony alongside Liverpudlian uh, Sam Quek as well on the Eurovision Song Contest official channel. So those are our hosts. And of course, then commentary-wise for the UK, Ryland will be back with Scott Mills for the semi-finals. And then the big question, will Graham Norton be commentating during the grand final? He will, but he'll be sharing that He's role. He's doing a Terry Wogan. Doing a Terry Wogan, doing hosting and commentary. Uh, but he will join by Mel Gidroich who is from the Great British Bake Off. She also hosted UK Decides a few times as well. So she's not unknown to the Eurovision family, but that is the... So many people. A lot, a lot it's to like take S in. like S Club 7 <laughs> up in here. Literally, quite Don't hard. Even hard to explain. <laughs> Literally. Um, so thoughts, because we haven't talked about this off, you know, the record in terms of off the podcast. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it. So I'm aware, Connor, Eurovision fans, we can be really annoying, right? Because... We get our hearts set on something mm-hmm. and then when it doesn't go our unique way, we're like, what? That is not the main character scenario yeah. that was going on in my mind. So I think we may have said in previous episodes and we were kind of in agreement, Rylan and AJ were the top picks mm-hmm. along with two Ukrainian hosts, preferably Timor would have been and high up else, for me yeah. and someone else. Yes. Now, I think it's really cool Yulia from the Harkis is involved because the Harkis are an amazing Ukrainian band and Yulia is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Great to have her involved. Alicia Dixon, random. <laughs> I do like her though, so I'm kind of cool with it. Okay. But I, just very random. Mm-hmm. She's some good bops though. Yeah. Does he wash up? Never washes up. Does he clean up? No, he never cleans up. That's a throwback. Yeah. Then we have Hannah Waddingham. She seems cool. 
I do like her. I'm dying with she her. She has appeared on a few things. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2, she's briefly in. Of course, uh, Ted Lasso as well, people will be familiar with on Apple TV+. Plus. So she seems like a good character as well. A Craig tweet has Norton. been resurfacing, though, of her tweeting about the stage evasion oh, yeah, from Siri, Siri in 2018. Yeah. So uh, she seems to be a fan, which, of course, is nice. That's always good. Yeah. Crane Morton. Oh, the face you're pulling... Oh. oh no, I'm, I'm not. It's not like a nasty face, but it's kind of like a thoughtful face. I'm putting like, mm, would I have put him in there? I don't know. Like I think he had said ages ago he want like no matter what he didn't want to lose his commentating spot. Yeah, I can imagine the BBC like, understandably he was probably very high up their preferences. Like he's such a an internationally mm-hmm. known host. Hmm. I I just really wanted Ryden to do it. I just really wanted Ryden in the green room. So maybe I'm a little bit salty over it. I also feel funny with Graham Norton. Like, I, I don't want to make any assumptions about his identity or nationality or anything. But seeing the Irish flag beside him, I, mm-hmm. I know he's originally from Cork, right? His mother is still no, there. There's no question. He, he does identify as Irish. But of course, yeah. he is well known in the UK, so... I just see him as a British figure. I'm not taking away from yeah, his identity yeah, yeah. at all, but yeah, it's just, it was a strange one when I saw the announcement and the Irish flag by him. It just kind of like, it was nearly like I forgot or something, even though yeah. I know, like, I know he's from Ireland, but yeah, weird one. Um, Maybe it'll work, mm-hmm. you know? I'm a bit disappointed Timor and Ryland just aren't more involved. They would have been my absolute top two picks. No AJ at all. Yeah. Ah, she'll probably be the the spokesperson I'm guessing giving out the points yeah potentially yeah that's probably where she's going to be again but it's grand it's a there's a lot going on I would have liked more Ukrainian involvement I was going to say that's probably the most disappointed aspect for me the Ukrainian element is is it's there but it's not there as, as much as I would have thought it would have been you know three UK presenters one Ukrainian yes Timor is involved but it's not to me, a main role, unless, you know, suddenly the, these VTs are going to be a main element of the show, because usually when these VTs are happening, a lot of countries go to ad breaks, you know, here in Ireland we go to an ad break, so it's very rare that we actually see these special VTs, unless you're watching on, you know, the likes of the BBC or on the YouTube channel, so just how much of Timor are we going to see, I'm not too sure, Um, Yulia though, she, she seems like a good, you know, main presenter you know we were kind of wondering who that fourth presenter in our eyes would be from Ukraine we were throwing out some names but Yulia never came up so I'm interested to see how she will do I love Hannah Waddingham though she seems like she's gonna be she great seems crack. Like a crack yeah yeah and crack a few jokes. there always seems to be that one presenter every year that is you know well known but you wouldn't associate them with being a presenter mm. you know we had it in 2018 with the girl oh she's in NCIS LA and stuff like that from Portugal Oh, um, yes. you know, the, oh yeah, yeah the Portuguese-American girl, yeah. Yeah, we had 2019, uh, the model girl as well, I'm so bad with names. Oh, the blonde. Yeah, the blonde one from the tr- from the four She's with person. someone famous. Yeah. I know who you're on, remember. but yeah. you know, we, every year we seem to have that random kind of yeah. big name. But Mika uh, last year. Mika, yeah, not necessarily a presenter, but they always seem to work out. I feel. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see how she is. Elisa Dixon is so random. I'm sorry. It, so it's so random. random. Especially as well because she's mostly associated with ITV. Who is the rival Hannes. broadcaster in the UK. So it's like, why are you on BBC? <laughs> it's a bit random. I know she's done shows. And Hasn't such. she done the dancing? She did Strictly or... Come Dancing, but she left that. Oh, no, but I think there was like a talent dancing show. Oh, I remember But I think it. she was a judge. I don't believe she okay. was a host. Okay. So she's a little bit of BBC pedigree. Mm-hmm. May, well, in some ways, though, it's nice to see more a uh, female-heavy... True, yeah. ...hosting panel. What do you make of the whole aspect of Graham Norton only being the presenter on the final? He's not presenting during the semi-finals. What do you think of that aspect of things? Uh... He's just giving himself a lot to do on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then not much during the week. I mean, maybe that's to do with his own commitments with his TV show. True, yeah. Perhaps. Like, you wouldn't know contractually what's going on there, logistically what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a bit odd, though. It's not, It's not. you know, unknown. This happened in Russia. You know, we did have that 1% to join on the Saturday, but it mm. is very rare, usually, the 
the presenters we have for the semis continue on to the final. But it's it's strange that we're only getting Graham for the final. Yeah, is it and just also... how much of a role will we ha- will he have then? You know, because it seems a bit odd to trust. Oh, them. he'll be there for the big moments. But yeah. I was just gonna say, I think perhaps it's a case of like Saturday is the main main show where mm-hmm. you're putting in the most viewers, and the BBC, I'm sure, are thinking of at home they're going to pull in a lot of UK viewers this year more mm-hmm. so than other years because it's in the UK. Yeah. British hosts, um, it's in Liverpool and so on. So I think having someone like Graham Norton there makes sense i think if he wasn't there saturday and it was alicia hannah and yulia it could be a bit random for the the average average uk viewer but having graham norton there makes sense it's Mm -hmm. like if we had something in ireland and we had a batch of random enough hosts it'd be grand but then if you had your ryan tuberty i don't know if you could say ray darcy you know, you know what I mean? Like, um, it would kind of... I bumped into Ray Darcy last night. Funny Did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, down the road. Really Just don't. from here? Oh, yeah. He only lives down the road from us. Connor, what was the crack with you and you always running into, like, people from RT <laughs> and Today FM and all this? I know. They can tell I'm trying to get in. <laughs> You just have an eye for just them. Have an eye. I'm like, You'll oh. be like, I met X presenter from 2FM and I'll be like, yeah. what? No, I saw him. I was like... That's Ray Darcy over there. Did you Very talk strange. to him? No, we did not. We put up a question box on Instagram to ask you, the followers and listeners of Airvision, what you think. A lot of people agreeing with us, Connor, chiming in on the not enough Ukrainian involvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke has said that. Disney loving Emma has said that. Ailish McCarthy has said that. Also, Joanne has said that. So a fair few people in agreement with us there. Glenn has said, yes, my dream as a Eurovision fan was to see Graham Norton as host of Eurovision. And he has done a good job. He did host the 60th anniversary special with Petra, with Petra Mida That was good. They were a good duo. Which was a good duo. Now, it's a completely different beast, you know, three no and a half hours. in the lineup. Thank I'm just thinking. Feck. Well, he is the Eurovision cast presenter, yeah, the podcast. So I guess that is an element. In there. <laughs> he's already in there. Um, Sarah has said, Amanda Holden is not there and Rylan is taking part in some of it. So, yes, she's happy. Mm. Fair point. If Amanda Holden had been there, I would have been What are your thoughts on th- this kind of, you know, a lot of people have been complaining of Rylan. Like you said, you would have liked Rylan to have more of a prominent role, perhaps as the commentary person on the grand final because, and let Graham, you know, fully take over as the host yeah. of the show. A lot of people have been saying that it's potentially because Scott Mills, the BBC, don't want to, you know... Rock the boat. Rock the boat a bit because he has been a commentator for Eurovision for I think twelve years or something like that. So mm. he has been a part of that BBC Eurovision family for quite a while. Is it potentially that they don't want to, you know, pull Ryland away and give him a more prime role? But I that's I've, piss poor. If so, like you promote someone because they deserve it, not so, and you don't think about hurting someone else's feelings, like you know, fair, like. No, like... It, it's, no, yeah, 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 I get what you mean. It, it's like, if I would understand if they did that and it upset Scott, but like the fans are crying out for Ryland. Like mm-hmm. he's the man yeah. in a lot of our eyes. Like he's, the, like as in he's the fan. Yeah, yeah, of course. The man who's a fan mm-hmm. in the Eurovision clan. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> Michael on Instagram, really summing up how I feel. He says, interesting mix, feels sort of, right that Graham is there but sort of wish there was a bigger role for Ryan Rylan Timor which I totally I agree would agree with uh Adam McCallick saying he's 110% happy uh oh my friend Stephen hello Stephen saying <laughs> should have been Alison Hammond also oh I love Alison <laughs> I love Alison what a gal what a gal she would have been great yeah so there we have it that's our hosts of the Eurovision Song Contest yes. 23 plus I suppose what like our commentators and Timor is a correspondent. So there are our hosts, our commentators, and correspondents. Yeah. So far. <laughs> a lot going on. Jesus. Yeah, did you see there was a graphic of all of their faces? And legitimately, it looked like the cast of a movie. There yeah, were so many of them literally. on it. Absolutely. Bizarre. It's, it's mad, but yeah, those are our hosts, our family, whatever you want to call them for 2023, anyway. Our clan. Our clan. <laughs> <laughs> so. We had a song drop during the week from a Randomly. land down under. Yeah. 
So SBS, the Australian broadcaster, dropped a completely random time for their artist and song reveal to happen for the Eurovision Song Contest 2023. Very bizarre. It was like 4.30am in certain time zones in Australia. I, I think I saw an Australian fan saying it was something like they had to be up between like 3 and 6am depending on the time zone to find out their own artist and song. So they were totally appeasing the European audience there which I suppose it is Eurovision but just for you know Aussies it's it's their own entry so Mm -hmm. bizarre now we should also preface this whole discussion Connor by pointing out that at present Australia hasn't had their contract extended no beyond 2023 in the Eurovision Song Contest so this could be their last entry if that contract is not renewed yes I believe you're a bit of a fan of Australia in the contest overall. Yeah, I really, really like Australia. Um, I love their entries. I loved their national final that they did. Australia Decides. You, of course, went to Australia Decides, which I'm very jealous about. Um, but yeah, uh, I am a fan of Australia in the contest. They have gone adrift in recent years, though. I feel, particularly this year, actually, I do think that SBS seems to be taking not as much of an interest in the contest anymore, mm. which is unfortunate. You know, they ditched the national final. Why do you think that is? I'm not too sure. Maybe it's cost-saving measures. Uh, I really, I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm not too close to that kind of strategy, you know, yeah. information and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just getting the general feeling from Australian fans. Even they seem to, you know, be upset with the broadcaster. I'm not too mm. sure. For me, things kind of started to go downhill when they ditched the two previous commentators that they had at, at for Eurovision. Um, I think her name's Julia or something like that. She was blonde. Um, they were doing it for like ten years. Um, so I think that they ditched the commentators. I didn't know this. Yeah, they replaced them with the Joe Joel, Creasy. Joe Creasy and and Miff yeah. Warhorn, who were brilliant. But I do prefer the other two that that did it. Were they, they like proper fans? They were kind proper of? fans. They I think the girl was more prominent in terms of getting Australia at least. You know, them attending the contests. Right. Commentating at the contests. You know, they did documentaries. They did a one from, I think it was the Journey to Baku or something like that. Cool. So they were definitely interested way before there was even conversations about them yeah. even competing. Um, and she was actually the one that was in the announcement for them taking part in 2015. So they do seem to have been much more fan, you know, okay, involvement yeah. from them. That's so, a shame. Yeah, for me, I think that's when things started to change a bit. But Joel and, and Miff, I think that's her name, are, you know, they're brilliant. But for me, that's when things became a bit fishy with SBS. Okay, losing their way a bit. But like you said, I, I really don't know why Australia have, have lost the touch in terms of Eurovision. You know, the national finals have been strong. Their national finals, in my opinion have gone on a consistently downward trajectory. Okay. So the first one was, uh, they had obviously zero gravity, which was, as we know, an excellent entry, did mm-hmm. really well in the contest. But they had so many good contenders. 2000 that or whatever. Year. 2000 whatever was a big one. Shepherd are a very well-known group. Yeah. They had a lot of potential in that section. Then I attended the following year, the second year of the national final, which... It's so funny that the first national final I ever attended was in Australia (laughs) when I'm from Ireland and I live on mainland Europe, but I was living in Australia that year and I had like really gotten into Eurovision, say the 18 months before. And then when I was in Australia, I was like, I have to go. It's probably Mm -hmm. the only time I'll be able to go to Australia to sides. So yeah, I went to that. Uh, That was 2020. So the the COVID year, unfortunately, um, for Montaigne. That was pretty good. I loved Jaguar Jones. She would have mm-hmm. been my pick. But there was some good entries in there. Didgeri, I think his yeah. name was. He was quite good. Casey Donovan, I think, was her name. Yeah, she was brilliant, yeah. Australia's sweetheart. They loved her. Then we had last year. Which took a dip. Mm, just the overall quality. And then, like, Sheldon Riley, like, not personally my pick, but I just thought it was a, a strange choice as well. Mm-hmm. I know he had the voice. But it was a real like jury pushed one, which yeah can feel a bit lazy. Which is you know clear when you get to Eurovision. You know they got yeah. two points with the public, and then you know they stormed it with the jury, but two points from the public. 
It just shows that it was a cheery baited song, so to say. But, you know, they finished 15th in the final last year, Australia. So Not bad. Isn't a bad result. And the only time they didn't qualify, like, God Love Montaigne, I actually thought Technicolor was quite a cool song. Like, that kind of hyper-pop, that's yeah. a very untouched area in Eurovision, so mm. I thought it was really cool of her to bring it. But, you know, understandably, she wasn't performing live. Yeah. Um, in constricted Rotterdam. to a room, you know, a studio where it's a stage with an audience. It was kind of against her, the yeah, odds. So absolutely. It was a tough semi she was in as well. Yeah. So kind of understand me a non-qualification there. But anytime they perform live, they, they have a, a clear qualification streak. Mm-hmm. But that brings us to this year because, of course, we were mentioning last year's Shelton Riley yeah. The runner-up, but like the people's winner, the televote winner was... Vinner? 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 The Vinner? <laughs> this is German coming Vo- in. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Voyager, the Vinner. Uh, Voyager were the televote winners of last year. Yeah. Uh, of course, they've been announced for this year with their song Promise. Now, interesting quote from SBS. In 2022, Australia decided this year we've listened. So that's what SBS said kind of as part of their announcement this year. Um, when announcing Voyager mm. as the entrant. Um, so kind of interesting they've gone back and picked the Taliban winner from last year. Now, I... Oh, are you all right? Oh, that just seems real lazy. Sorry. It's just like, oh, let's just go with the Taliban winner from last year. Do you get what I mean? It's just like going back. Connor, I just know for a fact if next year they were like, Let's go for the internet. The international jury picked. We listened, and it's Connolly for twenty twenty four. We're not that talked. smart. <laughs> We're not that smart. I know, but I'm like, I get what you mean. No, but I just right artist. no, but I just think in line with everything else that has happened with Australia in terms of they ditched the national final, the coverage have got has gotten less and less. You know, the broadcaster has taken less of an interest in Eurovision. It just does seem like the lazy approach of ah, sure, let's go with the. the I don't agree with winner. that because really? there was a lot of people upset and crying out last year not happy with Sheldon O'Reilly being picked and that Voyager should have been picked and I saw a tweet about this recently and I agreed with it I think it was a British fan it was an Australian fan saying um, so many people last year complained in the run up to Eurovision that Voyager didn't go to Eurovision and now it seems like so many people are complaining that they are so it's kind of like what way do you want it now Mm -hmm. is it the broadcaster listening too much to fans I don't know but Interesting one though, I saw somewhere that Aussie Vision, great Australian podcast if you're interested, that uh, Aussie Vision on their podcast they mentioned that Voyager have been wanting to go to Eurovision for a long time and they've been kind of at the broadcaster about it. Um, and I'm on the Aussie Vision website here and in their article with the announcement of Voyager, they have a quote from the lead singer, Danny Estrin, who said, As a long-time Eurovision fan, this is the pinnacle. Voyager gets to play the greatest show on earth. Our song Promise is made for the Eurovision stage. And collectively, we feel it's one of our best yet. We filmed the music video in both the city of Perth and beautiful parts of Western Australia to showcase the majestic beauty of our home state. Eurovision Nation, we are coming! So bundles of enthusiasm there. Mm, it's always good. We've got the metal element in their song, of course. We should mention their song, Promise. We haven't even put on that yet. not necessarily my genre but I appreciate this as a package for others mm-hmm. who enjoy this style of music and I think it's going to wake people up wherever it comes in semi-final too it's definitely not going to put you to sleep and I see them staging this very well I think it's actually cool Australia has gone this route to be honest I know you're a bit of an Australia fan but personally on the whole if you asked me to describe Australia in a word in recent years I would say bland and that is so rich (laughs) that's rich coming from an Irish fan I know we are the land of bland potatoes but yeah just when I think of like the Jessica Mowboy the Sheldon Riley there's just been a bit of bland Mm mm-hmm 
with a bit of spice then like Kate Miller Heike amazing yeah. Montaigne pretty cool mm-hmm. but Voyager it mixes it up it's a good stir fry do you know mm-hmm. bit of spicy spice in there something different did we need another band in Eurovision no. this year probably not but that's not SBS's fault how are they to know that's the battle of the bands this year this Eurovision year. 2023 <laughs> Connor any other thoughts on the actual song it's better than their song last year. Okay. Which, you know, I'll give them credit for. Um, if their contract isn't renewed, for you know, if this is the last entry that we have from Australia in Eurovision, is this the way to go out? Personally, I don't think it is. Mm. You know, it's very clear that Dami Im was interested in coming back to Eurovision. We know that Shepard, who, of course, you mentioned earlier, were interested in participating in. Jaguar Jones oh, is they another need to act send her sometime. who they has, need to send her. you know, has competed in Ashvana twice. She's very keen to do Eurovision, so there are options there. Voyager seem to be very popular in Australia. Of course, they won the Televo last year in their national final, but fans as a whole do like them outside of Eurovision. So you got to respect that element yeah. of things. You know, Australia, of course, this is their representative at the end of the day. So what we say doesn't really matter because it's not representing our country. So, taking all, all in account, look, Australia seems to be happy with this band, you know, representing them, which is fair enough. The song isn't bad. Is it amazing? No. Is it, you know, something completely different? No. I do think it will qualify in semi-final too, because it does seem to be lining up as the weaker semi-final, in my eyes. <laughs> Middle of the pact, really. More s- lower end of that pact but is it a bad entry no yeah I, I, it's it's there it's an entry it's a song am i mad about it no do i skip it no but you know it depends what mood i'm in really about it but just knowing what acts have been interested you know in going to your vision for australia in the past and this potentially being their last entry it's just like Ugh. is this what you want to end your your vision legacy on mm. I don't think so yeah as I said while I don't think the song's for me there's potential here for this to be staging wise it could be great and there's something about the lead singer that's very striking mm-hmm. the video was quite cool and I couldn't take my eyes off him yeah in terms of his performance and his like he he will definitely have stage presence and charisma and there's another band in this pack who we're going to talk about later who are totally lacking in that area <laughs> so are San Marino in semi-final two? yes Australia's going to destroy them if they're any like yeah. it's you know I'd see this getting out of semi-final to be honest I think definitely so definitely with Pierre Talbot I think so uh, lower end maybe of the final just mm. actually well you never know we'll see Jury's we'll see how the battle of the bands goes <laughs> in the final yeah. it's like that X Factor spin off a few years came oh, over it's like battle of the bands it was like a week long shite like, <laughs> I know <laughs> But, but that's yeah, Australia. That's Australia. You've got in August, but you're right. Part of the podcast, just to remind you, in case you are not a regular listener, this is the part of the podcast where I give Connor a sentence or a phrase, as Gaelga in Irish, that is in some way related to the Eurovision Song Contest or its surrounding nations or surrounding national selections. Connor attempts to translate the phrase and or relate it back to the Eurovision Song Contest and see where it fits in. Connor on Will to Ray. Oh my Ray. Kekler. Lanarike. <laughs> Majin Ma Astroil. Majin. This morning. Say it again. Majin. <laughs> <laughs> I've been like making no, no clues content. at my face. So say that again. So Maj- something's good. Majin, I feel like Majin's like today or this morning or something like that. Something to do with like time of the day. Majin. This morning, I'll go with this morning. This morning's good. What's the rest? Majin Ma Austral. 
Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Good morning, Australia. <laughs> Connor, that was one of the easier ones. I was very confused. I didn't know what you were saying. Ostra. I was like, Ostra. I was like, what's that? I thought it was ostrich or something. I was like, where the fuck is this going? <laughs> and then I heard Austral. I was like, oh, Australia. There we go. Good morning, ostrich. Good there morning. you go. There you go. I was right, though. I was like, you were it's well a good done. morning, morning good. But you, you good. overthought it because you were like, mock good. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Margin. You got to the morning. I was like, yeah, good. Mo- you've got morning. Good. Good morning. All you needed was to say good morning, and then he would have went, oh, sorry. But anyway, yeah. you got there. You got, got there. Easy yeah. class. You done. Um, <laughs> August Long On Saturday night, San Marino was next to decide their act for Eurovision 2023 in Una Vos por San Marino. Una Voce. Yes. San Marino. Valentina Moneta's back garden. Senate. Florida. Senate Florida. So what do they have on offer this weekend, Connor? Not a lot. <laughs> 104 songs to be precise, but not a lot from Jesus. it. Yes, quite a long last final. To be honest, I did not watch it because I did not have the time or patience to tune in. No. It ran an hour and a half over um, the scheduled time it was meant to finish off. Who do you so. think they are? San Remo? Like? Exa- well, they did steal their graphics. They did have the exact <laughs> same graphics and the same kind of layout. Um, Bizarre. But yeah, <laughs> we ended up with a winner and that was Peaked Jacks Like an Animal. Bit of a random choice because, you know, wasn't a fan favourite going into it. Uh, only two star rating on the Eurovision World website. So not a great indication of the song. But yeah, another band to add to the list, like you were saying earlier. Battle of the Bands for 2023. Another band. What are your thoughts, Lou? San Marino are sending a song. <laughs> That's it. Couldn't tell you anything about it. Oh, the lyrics are weird. Yeah, it's like... Weird. I smell you like an animal or some shit. Yeah, there's like a mention of like sex and like poison and all that kind of stuff. Which is wrong. It actually, I think the lyrics made me slightly uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. And that's after reading them. You couldn't hear them because the sound was so bad. In, no, in I can, the, I can make the... out something about an animal. Mm-hmm. And the sound quality was awful. Yeah. Awful, really bad. Weird setup, like the audience, there there was like literally, it was like, go girls, give us nothing. You know, there was nothing happening in the audience. They were all sitting down. It was like a very serious national concert hall orchestra yeah. audience, you know, politely clapping and That's sitting it. around and not engaging, not moving. Yeah, the song's dire. The band had no stage presence, in my opinion. The lead singer, like, just no real, no real redeeming qualities mm-hmm. there. Not much interaction with the camera. No. Um, It's kind of a shame because, look, San Marino, San, San, Marino, <laughs> San Marino is always going to be a bit random. You yeah. know, it's going to have on and off years. It's a micronation. You can't expect them to be building a brand like Finland has or like Spain is or the UK is, you know, they're at the end of the day, like they're a tiny nation. It's mm-hmm. a, a miracle they're in the contest, you know. Um, and I think it's deadly that they've attempted this national selection. Yeah. Their one in 360 process was kind of fun. It was a bit dodged, but it was fun. Um, their biggest mistake ever was not sending, uh, what's it, Out of the Twilight. That was that was a massive mistake a couple of years back. They sent the robots instead. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, imagine being a non-Eurovision fan listening to this. Jesus, they sent the robots instead. Yeah, um, Ronella was in the selection. Yeah, of course, Ronella represented Albania last year at Eurovision. Random choice. Look, Sam, um, San Remo. I keep saying San Remo. San Marino always have those kind of invited international acts in their mm. semi in their semifinals in their na- in their national final. We saw that last year. Ronello though is a bit random because of course you went to Eurovision last year, so the song was atrocious compared to Secret from last year. You know it was 
very bad. I did watch her interview though with Wee Wee Blogs and what she said was, you know, interesting. She's a huge Eurovision fan. She felt that she had a lot of unfinished business mm. from last year. You know, it didn't go the way she had wanted. Fans had wanted her to go for, for Eurovision for years and years. She did. She won Fick. She went to Eurovision, didn't qualify. Things just didn't go well. And after the show, you know, there was a bit of controversy in terms of what she was saying. And then she wasn't invited back to Fick this year. So there was a lot going on mm. in terms of that. So I think she feels that her time as a Eurovision act isn't over. I think there's an attitude within, within the Eurovision community of, you know, if you do show up in San Marino's national final, it is a bit of a jokey kind of mm. thing. Which You're is not a respected, little bit unfair. Which is unfair to San Marino. Yeah. And also to the artists, because and they could the genuinely feel that their song's the one. Yeah, Even true. if it's not, but they might feel it is. Yeah, in saying that, though, there is no escaping that kind of critical view of yeah, it. Exactly, so yeah, exactly. So she is going to be seen now as a bit of a, you know, not I, a joke, but you know what I mean? She's. I think she didn't need to prove herself so soon. No. Go and do a brook, like go off and work on your career and build up your relationship with the fans in your country. Mm -hmm. Get like, get yourself a tour booked in like Brooke has in Australia. And actually, do you know what? I don't, I I don't like this. I feel like I'm pitting two female artists against each other. That's not what I'm intending to do, but I'm just, I'm thinking of Brooke because she also non-qualified with the song a lot of people really liked last mm-hmm. year and was disappointed because she wanted to do well for her country. But I just think Ronella could maybe just go off and do her thing for a bit. Yeah. I loved Secret before kind of it fell apart a bit in Italy with that staging. So I think there's potential for her to go off and do some really great things. Mm-hmm. And then like, I don't know how it'll work out for her in Albania if she's fallen out with the broadcaster or whatever's happened. But... You know, come back to San Marino or come back to somewhere else down the line when you've established yourself more and yeah. have really found your sound and you found the song, you know? But San Marino this year, Connor, are they qualifying? No, I think this is dead on arrival, if, I, okay. if I'm being honest. I don't see this, you know. San Marino always struggle televote wise, you know, there's no question about that. And with it being 100% televote, I just don't see this anywhere near this, the final. Would you say it'll come last? I was just going to say, I think this is. This, potentially our last place in semi-final two it, it's just yeah. it, it's it just it's, it, there's nothing that can really be done to fix this you know it's, the song is a dud like, it's a dud it's terrible there's nothing there to kind of grab you capture your imagination staging wise what else can you really do with this it? it's just there's nothing to work with there's nothing yeah. to work with where uh, you know, there's songs that, you know, from other countries that, you know, okay, you can see there's a potential with it. You can see that there's a pathway for it into the final. With this, it's just like, ooh, what, what is it? Yeah, <laughs> like I know. What is it? What do you do with it? And it's like you said, it's a song for San Marino. That's it. There's nothing that, you know, you can latch on to and be like, wow, I really, really like the San Marino's, you know, song this year. I wonder, are there fans of it? Like, I'm sure there is. There's always fans of nearly every original entry, but I would love to talk to these people and see why. Yeah, Australia's just... going to eat this up in semi two and whatever other bands are in there. Yeah. Oh, is it Slovenia? Oh, Slovenia's going to destroy these guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. On the Eurovision scoreboard app, they are last. Yeah. 1,407 points. And then 20th is Romania on 5,286. So it just shows you the gap yeah. in terms of that, you know. So God love them. It, it, it's a pity. It's a pity, but, you know. Thank you for participating, Summer. <laughs> We'd love to have you. <laughs> you entertain us. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I hope they never leave. They're no, they shouldn't. Have. Okay, we are going north to a Nordic country, a rock country. Last year, they sent Jezebel, the Rasmus, huge band. But this year, Finland had their selection UMK. And they have ultimately chosen Cha 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 Cha
in a previous in depth as well few episodes ago episode yeah we kind of ran through all the songs and Mm -hmm. connor i think it's fair to say correct me if i'm wrong but based off our conversations live on the podcast and just between ourselves all the podcast would you say this is our favorite national selection this year yeah yeah absolutely yeah i loved it one of the strongest i really loved it each song had something to you know to offer each one of them you could see on a eurovision stage each act was very charismatic and, you know, you could see they were a bit of crack. Mm-hmm. UK this year, just countries, take a look at this national final. It's nothing extravagant. It's nothing too out there. They don't have like 17 odd bloody shows a week. It's one show, seven songs, over and out. Drop the song, loads of hype. Exactly. Build Easy up. money. And even during the show, they were doing like little VTs and they were showing how popular UMK is. Not only in Finland now, it's building up its reputation, but also across Europe. You know, fans are tweeting about it. People are excited about it. You know, it shows you as well that the um, Finnish broadcaster had about five different different language commentary options. They had English, um, so Swedish, cool. they had Russian, they had like a sign language option as well. So they had a vast array of different Brilliant. methods for people to listen in. So I really like that. I think more national finals should do that. You know, it opens you know, the gateway for more fans mm-hmm. across Europe and the world realistically now with Eurovision being so international. So yeah, fair play to the broadcaster and, you know, I would love something like this in Ireland. I think this is a perfect kind of format for, for a country, you know, across Europe. So yeah, really, really strong show. Really, really enjoyed it. And yeah, delighted with the winner that we have. Cha-cha-cha. Fantastic, yeah. Will we run through all the songs really quickly? Yes, we should. Let's go from the last place. We had Benjamin with Hoi de Mutt. This was good, Mm -hmm. but ultimately, it just reminds me of Benjamin Grosso. Really? Yeah, just the the lights, the LEDs and stuff. Like, this, in fairness though, this would have been a good Eurovision entry. So, (laughs) kind of no shame in it being last yeah in such a strong national selection but yeah it just wasn't strong enough i don't know what would have incentivized a jury or a televoter to go for them yeah no i agree i didn't really like it wasn't a fan of the song staging was cool but there was nothing really there that i was like yeah Mm -hmm. there was better options ultimately you know in this national final yeah options Next up then, second to last, we have Leandra, Something to Lose. Connor, we both like this song. Yeah. Devastated. I love that kind of lilting oh, ballad, robbed. retouching. I tweeted this during the show. I said, this will be robbed. Um, and it, visually, it was so stunning as well. Yeah. Great job. Finished second in the jury. Yeah. Last with the televote. Oh. So it is a jury-friendly song in saying that but it's last in the in the televote no way do you think it would have done better in a Eurovision televote than a Finnish televote no no so it's probably better probably better than the semi-final because I just think of Blackbird I loved that song oh me too beautiful staging and it didn't qualify and that was with juries as well so televote wise probably yeah it's sad but a lovely song lovely staging lovely singer um, yeah, I really liked this entry. Would it would have been my second choice in in the in the national final? Oh, really? Think, yeah, Your second. Okay. Yeah. Next up, then in fifth, we had Kuma with. Good luck. Yelivo Minamen. Not bad. I'd say not bad as if I know what it's to be pronounced as. We were a wee bit disappointed with this Connor, were we not? Yeah, I thought this was, you know, based on studio versions of listening to it on Spotify and stuff like that. It, you know, you feel there should be energy to this, mm. and you feel. There should be fun staging. It was cool staging-ish, but I just it felt... It had levels, but it also felt a bit flat. Flat, yeah. yeah. I just felt there was no charisma there in terms of, like, the energy that we needed. I said it to you earlier. I just felt as if he, his mind was in a different place. He was mm. thinking, oh, I left the heating on. I forgot <laughs> to turn on the alarm. Where's my keys? <laughs> Shit, my train's at 10. I better finish this up quick. Do you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. I'm just like... You know, you're you're performing on a national final to represent your country. Give us the power. Give, give us, us the, something. Give us something. Go, girl. Like, give us nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Next up then, in fourth place, we had Robin Pakalen with Girls Like You. I liked this. This song, like, I wouldn't say it's groundbreaking, but it's, it feels very current. Yeah. It's, only, it's very TikTok friendly. Yeah. I think that's what it is. He's apparently very, very big in Finland. 
Okay. So a lot of people were quite disappointed with the song that he sent based on his other right. songs that he's released in the past. So I would love to see him come back based on that. I haven't listened to his other songs. I'm not too sure. So I'm only basing it purely off the fact that people have said that he's quite good. Um, but yeah, I liked it. Fun staging. You it know, was something fun. Different, I liked his outfit. Nice colour palette, you know, that he'd go on with the pop of orange and his jacket as well. So Maybe him coming forth like middle of the pack. Might give him the push he needs to send a more competitive song. Absolutely. Probably no harm in that. Yeah, absolutely. Which brings us to the podium places. And I have to say, <laughs> Here we my favourite three Yeah. of the selection. I'm so happy this is the top three. Number three, Kira from Litchermore. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no business on the dance floor at all at <laughs> all. Back. Business on the dance floor. Hey, just oh. move your body. Poor Connor got a performance of this. Oh yeah, she was like fully up, fully up, <laughs> dancing. There's everything. a big shopping center in Dublin. I'm sure many of you might know it. And uh, I was telling Connor this has become like my power walking song through the shopping center when I'm going to get like my groceries and my bits and bobs. And if you ever <laughs> see me out in public with my AirPods on, you know what she's listening on, to. I am listening to Kira. No business on the dance floor. Um, you like so much fun. Yeah, very fun. Bit of a banger. Very catchy. Lyrics are a bit funny, but like, nah, I'll ignore it. It's a banger. It's a fun song. Staging was cute. She seemed a tiny bit nervous. Mm-hmm. So yeah, another one I'd like to come back with, uh, you know, the right song. Should she have it? Connor, any thoughts on this? I don't oh, love don't it as much as you. I don't love it as much as you. Yeah, it it it's a good studio track live. I just didn't like it. In, it. To be honest, I just felt as if there was no. Again, not the energy we we needed for this okay. song. She wasn't hitting the moves, like you said. She could have been nervous. She's quite young, so that's that's fair enough. But I just wanted a bit more from her. I just felt as if like this was like three a.m. Like oh, we have to go home now. Last song of the night. Like yeah, I'm dancing, but I'm not fully in it. I just got that okay, vibe from it. Yeah. I just wanted where was the energy, the power in the dances. Like this is a fun track. Give me that. It was a bit dark as well, like the the color, like we had the moving LED lights in 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 the back. But where was the pop of the pink? The you know all these colors going on. If we're to use an Irish analogy, we needed like main stage dance floor, the George vibes, mm. and she was giving us like smoking area and flanneries. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the best. That's the best analogy I have heard ever. I've just had experiences so recently around those things. So that's what's made <laughs> I love that. Kira from I'm Galway. Gonna I'm going to use that. That is brilliant. But so true. Uh, so true. Can we talk about the flute though? Yeah, you love an old instrument now. But where was it? We didn't see it. In my imagination. We didn't see it. We, didn't he- we, we only heard it, you know. And even the, the awkward dance. I don't know. It just felt very like teen disco. Mm. Oh, I gotta go home in a minute, but like I'm gonna enjoy the last. <laughs> my dad's outside. Yeah, in the car like, ready to bring me, me to McDonald's yeah, yeah. drive-through. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the kind Jesus, of vibe. You were treated royally after your teenage disco. <laughs> that treatment. I was brought home to the lava. Um, runner up. Oh, yeah. Mm. Portion boy. You said there a minute ago that this was your favorite top three. We share the top two. Okay, so well, you like this as well. Top, like the song was yeah, not in the order. You didn't say much to me about this earlier. You take it away. I really like this. Do, it's yeah. fun. It's quirky. It's different. You yeah. know, it's 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 not trying to be anything. It's not. Do you know what okay, I mean? Yeah. It's it's not a novelty, but it's fun. It's so it's fun. fun. You know the, the the girl in it. I don't know her name, but Jesus Christ, she was giving Lou into Martin vibes. One hundred percent. I loved it. Should we tell the listeners who oh. Lou into Martin is? <laughs> Lou into Martin is a version of Lou uh, that comes out every so often, particularly at a Eurobash. And we love her. We love her. She was phenomenal. She was just full of like the way she was running at the camera. Oh yeah. Like so much fun. Mm-hmm. She was like, I am having the best moment of my life right now and I'm so glad you're all here to see it. And like <laughs> I was so here for it. Yeah. But it was as you said, it was so fun. It was that type of performance. I wanted to be up there with yeah. them. Yeah. The segue. <sighs> the drummer on the segue made my entire life. Mm-hmm. Just gas. Just... Oh my god. But they made such good use of the stage as well. And even at points I always love a group all in white. I don't know why. But at points they're spread out on the stage. It had potential to be really bland. 
Yeah. Like there wasn't actually much on the stage. It was just them spread out, but they had these like really fun, cool postcards. Mm-hmm. Camera angles are great. The movement was great. The jumping around really added to the energy. The girl really added to the whole yeah. performance, actually. And the guy in the segway just cracked me up. Um, they were all brilliant. Mm-hmm. They were really, and it was nice. I felt like everyone in the group had a bit of a role. Your man yeah. with sunglasses was kind of gassed too. Yeah. And I mean, I don't. The only thing is, if this had gone to Eurovision, I don't know if Europe would have fully got behind it the way Finland clearly were. No, you could see the audience were loving it. It would have been quali- It would have been a qualifier, but I do I think, think it would so, have yeah. been a twentieth kind of spot finish in the final. Yeah, like once it got to the final, it would have been like, yeah, yeah, okay, that's yeah, yeah, that's that. Our winner, though, is that the case? I don't think so. Caria, mm, cha cha cha, no surprise. Landslide as well. Landslide, absolutely. Five hundred and thirty odd points. Five hundred thirty-nine. Like four hundred and sixty-seven wow. in the televote. Like an absolute avalanche of a win. Yeah. Eurovision winner, quite likely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I could see this winning. Yeah. This is giving, you know, the Televo winner every year. It's always like one of those like mm, big anthems that people shum. love. Shum. Uh, Moldova last year. Come in second. Um, you know. Moniskin. Moniskin. This has. Something in your face that's quirky. That people yeah, that people. It's a mainstream, but it's it, it's quirky. It's different. This is ticking all those boxes. But as well, I do think juries would appreciate this oh, yeah. much more than what those other entries might have been appreciated wise. You know what I mean? So, clean this up, fix bits. This could be the winner of 2023. Absolutely. This song has something for everyone. Oh, yeah. You've got like so many genres in one. I think I mentioned on yeah. our previous podcast that Finnish people would say this isn't actually a genre they could explain. No. Um, this is so goofy, yet cool. Mm-hmm. Weird, yet like universal. Like it has so many elements to it. I personally love when it drops into the pop bit. Mm-hmm. Na na, singing cha cha cha. And at that point in the song, you're having the audience sing along with you. And even the visuals, the staging, like the, the palettes making the boxing ring, him moving around. Exactly what was needed. He's got yeah. the stage presence. Mm-hmm. It's been so um, fluid. His vision from the music video to All the, the cover art to yeah. this, like the green staying excellent, styling excellent. He looks so strong and powerful mm-hmm. up there. I thought it was the dancers at first. I was kind of like, "Whoa, what is this? Why? Why do we have like people in like rah rah dresses, or I don't know what you call it, like cha cha dresses, yeah. dancer dresses in the pink." But then after a while, I settled in. I thought, oh, the green and the pink. It's, there was an interesting contrast going on there. Mm-hmm. There was a point where he was inside the ring of pallets. And he was kind of being being pulled by the pink string to the dancers, but also pulling them back. So there was kind yeah. of like a power struggle. And it, it was nearly like the masculinity within the the, the ring. And then more femininity within the dancers and the cha-cha-cha. Mm-hmm. But then gradually he comes out of the ring and they all join up together and they just kind of go mad together. He dances with them. At one point he hops on them like a horse. Yeah, it's like a human centipede. Oh my God, gas. Yeah. And then all the gold confetti and the gold LED in the background. It screamed winner. Eurovision yeah. winner. Yeah, I could see, see that. They don't need to change the staging, do you think? Uh- or tidy it up? I think tidy it up for me just listening to you there talk about the dancers to be honest I understand why they've done it because it is that cha-cha-cha element you know they're in that kind of cha-cha-cha dress sense I don't think you need to do that I don't think you need to do that I think it's too literal of like cha-cha-cha you have cha-cha-cha dancers right, okay, I yeah. understand the messaging the you know the, the message that you know they might be portraying what you explained there but I don't think Europe are not stupid but I don't think they need that literal oh cha 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 dancers I think that weakens the element whereas okay. if you go with that universal look of not green but you know black or something like that of the and then the, the you gold. know the pink gold or something like that mm. of the pulling keep that sense but I, I just think it's too much of a contrast between the two okay go with that universal kind of warehousey kind of palette the pop of green the dark color something like that green and black on the led screen something more you know you know uniformed instead of this like 
green palettes and then the striking of the pink costumes. I, I don't think it works. Okay. I don't think it needs it. I think the whole cha-cha-cha element comes through in the lyrics of the song where you hear the audience particularly say, cha-cha-cha-cha. You yeah. hear that come through. I don't think you need these kind of cha-cha-cha dancers. Certainly they can do those kind of typical cha-cha-cha dance, like dance moves, fair enough, but costume-wise... I think it it weakens it and it makes it become, it cheapens it. Really? I think so. Because I think on initial reaction, I was like, what? But by the end song, I was on board. I was like, yeah, keep it. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what they do. I see a UK audience loving this. Oh, yeah. I can see the MS Bank Arena go mad during this. You You just look at last year, Romania, you know. Oh, yeah, well, let me be, be, be. you were talking as well. You listened to the song, but you listened to the live version because you can hear that audience interaction yeah. come through. This is something that will, you know, this is a good entry, but this will take this to a whole nother level with the yeah. whole audience shaking, chat, chat. Like that is going to be such a moment on the Eurovision and stage. And I see this entering the charts and a lot of countries Oh, yeah. Too. This could blow up on TikTok as well. It's, so you know, e- it's like an it's... easy hook for people, and I just know there'll be locals saying to us, oh, that cha 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 song. It's yeah. easy for them to remember. Cha. Cha, 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 but that's cha, it, that cha. In, a, in a recap of 25, 26 songs, this will stand out like a sore thumb yeah. in a good way. You know, yes. people won't forget this Yeah. from, you know, it's minute so one. competitive. So competitive. It's in your face. Like, this is one of these entries. It's not going to let you forget it. It's not no. forgettable no, in the slightest bit. And Tell about winner. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think we had an interesting question in our question box down on Instagram. I believe it was Michael asking us do we see a nordic top three obviously things are looking good over in sweden mm-hmm. for one particular artist sweden Finland, norway top three i'm thinking top five, top five. yeah but it they're all gonna do well Should yeah we? i think they'll all finish in the top 10 are you thinking norway's gonna fall further below yeah i think so but then it's hard it's hard to know you know i see them all smashing the televote and falling in the top five in their own respective ways. Yeah. Cha 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 is going to get the jury pulled too. I really think. Yeah. And I think jury wise Norway could fall down. Yeah. And then if. Who we're talking about for Sweden goes. I. F- that could be the great combo between the two. Jury yeah. Tournament. But then I feel. For the televote wise. Will people just be. Euphoria is better. Euphoria is better. Yeah. I think that's the downfall with, with that. Potentially, but look, we'll talk about that further as we go into Melfest and stuff like that. But <gasps> oh, but Finland, it's looking Finland's great. looking good. We could be well heading to Helsinki for for twenty twenty four. I've never been to Finland. I'll happily go. So on Sunday last, Poland chose their entry for the Eurovision Song Contest twenty twenty three. They chose Blanka with Solo. Uh, I didn't follow the the Polish national final too closely, but I did watch the recap, and it wasn't the best choice. Ultimately, I felt there was better songs that they could have chosen. There seems to be a lot of controversy with this. Um, I just been looking it up there, and there are some dodgy things going around about the Polish broadcaster, and you know stuff that has happened. You know after the national final, they changed the voting system last minute. Apparently, with the jury being the tiebreak, which you know ultimately saw Blanca win because that's very sus very sus and as well we didn't actually get any televote data you know presented in the national final Blanca has been on a lot of shows in 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 Poland uh, on the national broadcaster in the in the lead up to it as well um and just other little things that aren't adding up necessarily to the Polish viewer so understandably a lot of Polish people are quite upset with the result uh, but ultimately, this is the song that is going to represent Poland at the moment. So that's what we have to, to judge, judge it off. But mm. just keep an eye and see what comes out in the next few days because I suspect that things will be brought to light and there might be a bit of news about this in, in a few days and mm. um, responses and stuff like that. But that seems to be the general attitude coming from Poland at the moment in terms of the audience reaction to, to the song. Um, but in terms of the song... It's a nice radio friendly song. It's inoffensive. It's 
you know, your typical pop girly kind of song. Is it anything special? No. Is it necessarily bad? No. Um, yeah, it's there. It's middle of the pack. It's something special. I feel like this is like a typical fan contest song mm. where someone would chose, oh, I really like the artist, really like the song. I'll turn that in and that will, you know, work in a fan contest. But in a competitive song contest like the Eurovision Song Contest, is it going to do anything that will pull you in to vote for it? I, I don't think so. So that's my thoughts on it. Poland, like, what are they doing in Eurovision? In junior Eurovision, they're, like, coming to win. Oh, yeah, Jesus. It's like they're like, hello, different. we're here. Here's our most talented, bright, up-and-coming stars with the banger of a song. Love it. What are they doing in Eurovision? They're like cold chips. <laughs> you know when, like, you see a bowl of chips, you're like, they look lovely. Mm, piss, salt, vinegar now. Mm, mm, mm. And they're all cold and soggy. And it's like, that's not what I thought you were going to be. Mm-hmm. What's the story, lads? Like, can we stick you in the microwave and just warm you up a bit? Do you know, like, what? I don't know. I think Ackman was a decent attempt last year. They went, like, way overboard with the visuals and graphics, as we know. They had to scale some of it back. It still was probably a bit much. I, I think his voice... do not like that entry at all. Yeah, I just think his voice could have done more of the talking. They had Alicia, who was lovely in 2020. Yeah. Actually wasn't successful in this year's national final. But they had her in 2020, and she was amazing, a great talent. Mm-hmm. Then they went to Raphael, the ride. <laughs> and then to Ackman. It's just been a weird transition, a weird it's like a musical series sorbet. of events. Bit yeah, of everything. Just, what are they doing? Like, what's going on? Mm. Um, now, this isn't by any means terrible. Like, it's grand. It's a pop girly. It's cute. It's fun. It's boppy. I'd like if I heard it on dance floor. I'd bop along. I'd listen to it in the car. No bother. But what's it really doing? It's, it's not really showcasing anything exciting or up and coming from the Polish scene. No. It's not lighting fans fire. I think there was probably other things in that selection which just might have been a bit more interesting, a bit less safe. It's disappointing. I think Poland can do better. I think they should do better. But that's where we are for yeah. now. Yeah, I agree. It's disappointing. It's like you said, because they're so successful in junior Eurovision. You know, they're brilliant. You know, they're in contention to win every single year. We, we've we seen it in pre- previous years. You know, they have a lot of talent in, in, in Poland, in the music industry. Showcase that a lot. You know, we make that come through on the Eurovision stage. If you can deal with the junior contest, certainly you can deal with the main contest, you know. Um... Poland have never won. No. They're and one of the longest participating... Yeah, and they've never won. Countries. And have they ever really come close to winning in recent years? Like over the last 20 odd years? Mm, like in the night, they came second. Yeah. With the lovely song, was it 94? But like five? modern Eurovision, so yeah. to say. Like, you know, big stage, lights, LEDs, all that kind of stuff. Nothing comes to my mind that... Slavic Girls was a big hit in 2014. Yeah, true. Maybe not necessarily for the right reasons, but it... It, it, it did well. It was up yeah. there. Nothing you know, yeah, stands out in my weird, mind. It's a weird... It's like they just don't know what to send. Yeah. It's like they're throwing something and hoping it'll stick. Mm-hmm. Or are they even hoping it'll stick? They're just throwing something and it... Yeah, I feel like they really need to sit down and really examine... What are they it's, doing in the contest? What are they doing what's in the contest? The what, what's what's their voice in, in Eurovision? What do they yeah. want to sound like in Eurovision? Potentially a national final, but stick to the format for, you know, build, like Benidorm Fest, reinvent yourselves, build up, you know, a reputation for this for this national final. And if not, then just go internal, internally select and just go with the acts that you feel, you know, best represent your country, you know, in that sense. Um they have so much diaspora around Europe. Like, yeah. if they kick themselves into gear and send something half decent, they get a deadly tell about it. I really don't know what Poland can do. Like, I, I just reinvent the wheel. In There's Poland, an industry you know. there. They're not really tapping no, into it. No, not at all. But I feel like, with as Irish people, we have like a closeness with Poland. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Poles in Ireland. I'm very yeah. fond. I'd know a few, and I'm very fond of them. And it's the same with like Lithuanians, mm-hmm. there's a lot of that diaspora here in Ireland. And it's like, I want them, I'm like wanting them to do well, you yeah. know, like this, 
the bit of Irish in them and yeah I want to see them I want to see them do well in the contest in Poland getting a good result but as for this year Connie good result average semi two semi two it may qualify it may qualify but it but just about it's It's not lighting a fire no not at all unless they completely reinvent this song but I just don't see it I don't see it there's nothing there to captivate you so well let's see not Poland's ear we'll see though Okay, everyone, that is all that we have time for today. Quite a bit in this last week, actually, for yeah. us to to catch up on. But we're making good speed now. We're about halfway there for the year. 56% of the songs have been selected this year. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Statsman. Appreciate that. Uh, of course, we didn't even have a chance to touch on Melody Festival, but I'm mm. sure Laureen probably blew a lot of you away, as she did with myself and Connor. Uh, very exciting that she's going to be in the final and mm-hmm. we're going to see her live in Stockholm. So very much looking forward to that. Definitely another, well, it's looking likely she's winning Melfest and then we could potentially yeah. be looking at a Eurovision winner on the cards. Who knows? Maybe let us know what you all think yes. on our Instagram and Twitter. Speaking of which, you can find us on Instagram at Eurovision Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Eurovision Pod. We are on YouTube if you want to catch up with any of our interviews from the Eurosong season, from other episodes we have done. We're on TikTok. We can be found at Podcast at gmail.com. If emailing us is your preference, that is always no problem. Give us a review if you like us, if you enjoy the pod. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Give us the five stars, please. And it'll help other Eurovision fans, especially Irish Eurovision fans, to find us. But for now, we are going to love yous and leave yous. <laughs> Such an Irish <laughs> It has to be said. It has to be said. And we will chat to you in the next episode. All there is to say is... Slow, Slow. With me in Paris On the shores of the